Get your headsets ready. Ikusus unscripted podcast is going overtime. Oi, oi, oi. Reniagara Kanki. Shall we begin? Into his coming. I can do this all day. Tear down this wall. Ikusum. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the newest episode of Overtime. But this Overtime is more special than any other, because for the first time, we're joined by the guest. He, on this 13,000 plus square kilometers of our land, he is one of the few Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belts. He traveled around the world, perfecting this fine art. And today he is joining, uh, joining us in this, I hope, a great discussion about uh, the art of Jiu-Jitsu, uh, the art of teaching it and competing in it. Uh, Davor, how are you? Thank you for coming here. Good. Hi, Luca. Uh, thanks for inviting me. It's my pleasure to join the interview. Uh, well, listen, man. Uh, I found out about you reading the article in uh, uh, BJJ Eastern Balkan. And Eastern Europe, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Eastern Europe, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Uh, you said there you were asked when did the history of uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu begin in Montenegro? And you said that it starts in 2007 with Mr. Rodriguez yeah. coming uh, to the Montenegro, of course, and starting to uh, teach the Jiu-Jitsu. So I want to know two things here. Uh, first, do you know why he chose Montenegro of all places to start uh, Jiu-Jitsu school here? And the second of all, uh, how did you get into it in terms of did you heard about jiu-jitsu before or was it something like oh this sounds interesting this sounds fun let me try it how did it all start uh, here in 2007 okay let's start from the from the beginning from 2007 when the edson rodriguez ricardo came came to teach here the first steps and the found founded and he founded the first academy here in the, in Podgorica and Montenegro actually there was a one guy always is one guy from Montenegro who lived in Brazil and he trained there uh, within uh, Equipe Fabrizio and under the master Fabrizio the main one and he asked Fabrizio directly to send one of his students with him in Montenegro so we can develop the art of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu here. And that was the whole idea. And that was the plan which they executed later on in 2007. And uh, Edson came here. So in 2007, I was already fighting and training in the traditional Jiu-Jitsu uh, within I was part of the national team of Montenegro, and I was and I and I competed that time. Uh, after a while, I heard about new guy, about Brazilian guy, and they do only the ground game, and it's very effective, and they are tapping everybody. So I was quite interesting, and in that moment, it sounds for me pretty interesting, new, and I wanted to try. So when I go inside of the gym i first watched the first training i wanted to see how it's how they how he's teaching what he's showing techniques and everything and i said okay i'm gonna try so after the first training i see how superior 
those students and they, they were only white and blue belts because it was beginning, it's one year. You, maybe you can promote some guy to the blue belt for one year, but it's not usual. But, and they had a pretty much knowledge and technique. So they easy deal with me, not with me, with the, everybody who came there. You know, like judo guys, the guys from wrestling, guys from kickboxing. So as soon as you take them down, then most probably they're going to tap. So You're in bad position. The same, you're in bad position. So the same thing which happened in Brazil in past, when the Gracies started with Jiu-Jitsu, the same thing happens yeah. here and all around the world. Whenever is new gym for the first time established and start to teach and to attract people. So that was the only way. In the beginning... Uh, we started to focus more on MMA and I was more into MMA like a white belt and blue belt. I wanted to compete and at that time it was very hard to find the event, to find the manager, to find somebody who can put you in. Game wasn't developed so, yet. Yeah, it was not developed at all. It was, it's not like now you have amateur, you have semi-pro league and then you can go to the pro that time no so after a few let's say unsuccessful shots to get in to compete in MMA I said it's okay it's enough for me of MMA punching and kicking head and you know it's you 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 got overused very soon within MMA especially you get spent you want to say time. yeah spent spent because especially in that time, we didn't have a knowledge how to train proper. So you train more and more to be better and better. And it's not going in that way. It's going to be the opposite. If you train more, 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 you're gonna, you will be spent during the short period of time and you're done. You're finished. Yeah. So but- that was like beginning. Yeah, that was like beginning. Beginning was tough. Like all white belts, they all came and they fight for their life and they want to check where they are every day so believe me it's more it's easier to fight with a higher belt than with the white you know because with the high belts you can use all your power and with your white if you use all your power you will injure somebody but from the other side they are going full power on you and it, you need you really need to take care listen something interesting you said there uh, you uh-huh. When you started your game uh, in 2007 and you were into MMA, uh, let me ask you something. Like, I think the countries mm-hmm. like Montenegro and our neighbors, uh, Croatia, Serbia, Macedonia, Bosnia, I think we have a huge potential in martial arts and combat sports. Uh, we have some legacy even in I it. I agree. You could say boxing and karate and judo. Do you think... I with, agree, I agree. With schools like yours uh, and maybe developing the systems more and getting more experienced practitioners, do you think we can uh, build a, a solid foundation for uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu uh, and whatever it brings to the table? I definitely agree with you because it's what we have is our in, in our genes, it's defined us through the history. So, you know, and we all know that through history, we were always waging wars here 
with somebody, even somebody in Every Vegas, day. or we fight between each other. Yeah. So in our genes, we have those genetics when when there is installed like you know martial arts fight, generally fight, and always you know we always had a good fighters, boxers, karate's, kickboxers, uh, full contact, uh, judokas, wrestlers as well. And we are such a small, how can I say, we are such a small nation. So there is not many of us. It's not big amount of people. We are talking about like maybe 20, 30 millions, if I'm, if I'm right, or I said even that much. Like, so from Something around that small that, amount yes. of people, yeah. So from that small amount of people, generally, if you look global, globally, from eight, eight, nine billions of people, you have the guys who are winning, you know, winning the medals in the Olympic Games, they are fighting in the UFC, or they are taking medals in Jiu-Jitsu, in whatever sport. So we are sport nation. We are, we are fighters in, in, in the soul, in genetics. Uh, I think that Croatia and Serbia, they developed Jiu-Jitsu generally, they started to do it correctly from the beginning, how it should be, and they developed many good fighters, which are now all around the world spreading their knowledge. Also, I can mention, uh, sorry, to, to go back spreading the knowledge around the world. And we are, Montenegro generally is, was one step behind them. Yeah. Because we started a little bit late and they started like 10 years before us. There was one guy in Belgrade who started jiu-jitsu story in Serbia, also Croatia as well. And Montenegro, is, it, it, it was late, like 10 years. But now we are catching up on them. So generally, I can speak about myself from Montenegro. Uh, I can say that I took a lot of knowledge and a lot of experience from many guys from Abu Dhabi, from different styles, from different schools, which, uh, how can I say, it's uh, priceless. This experience is really priceless because uh, all knowledge within uh, one academy usually stays in that academy and academies has styles. And in Abu Dhabi it happens that Jiu-Jitsu grows a lot. I, I, I must say this, this, because they all match different styles. So all the time you have something new to add to your game, to your knowledge, to jujitsu. And from matching those styles, you can grow unbelievably more. And unbelievably, it's a skyrocket of, of jujitsu, definitely. I remember whenever some guys from Europe, from uh, high academies came there in Abu Dhabi before some big tournament, uh, we thought that they are like from another planet, but at the end, it was not like that. They didn't dominate us yeah. in a way that we think, that we thought that it's going to be. And th that thing didn't happen. So go, let's go back to the beginning. I think with a lot of cooperation in this part of the world, we can build up very strong community and we can build up very strong fighters. And we can be very competitive, competitive in uh, in the world of jiu-jitsu globally.
globally. Okay. Because I, I must add one thing, we are a very genetically strong nation, naturally. Yeah. Naturally. Uh, listen, uh, I, I'm glad to hear that uh, because I'm I'm a fan of martial arts and uh, combat sports. So mm-hmm. it's good to hear that you have uh, that kind of opinion. Uh, but you mentioned there Abu Dhabi and you mentioned it in mm-hmm. a very positive manner how different schools are there, many different styles. Yeah. Uh, what yes. lately, I mean, I didn't know this, but you know, since I'm a fan of U- the UFC and Dana White called Abu Dhabi potentially the the new capital of uh, combat sports. And you mentioned how uh, there some of the most advanced schools were. Uh, what is it about Abu Dhabi that just uh, there, in that place there, kind of lately, I don't know if it was lately, but many of the great professionals, many of the great practitioners of these arts uh, gathered there. What is it about the Abu Dhabi specifically that uh, people are gathering there to study martial arts. Uh, specifically, there is the they invest a lot of money in it. You know, so uh, jiu-jitsu is national sport there. Now they are developing uh, MMA martial arts because of their shape, thanks to him. And I think it's very good idea that he implement jiu-jitsu in the schools, like uh, yeah. part of physical education which from my opinion is very important because uh, he, you will teach your kids how to defend themselves. So they are learning self-defense. They are improving their general body conditioning and also their self-confidence will yeah. increase. And I think that cannot be bad from the jiu-jitsu or any martial art to be implemented in the schools. But generally, they are growing because of investing. Is invest investing, and you know they have a lot of resources in oil, so they have from what to invest. So they pay for the best academies, for the best teachers, for the best coaches of jiu-jitsu, of boxing, of wrestling, of judo, of any martial art to bring them then there to train their own local people. So they, they for, I, I'm pretty sure that already now they have some high-level class athletes who are fighting inside of the AGP Abu Dhabi Jiu-Jitsu Pro in, in all belts. And they will uh, put out more good players in a, in, a, in a near future because they have all conditions. Something interesting you mentioned there, uh, uh, that in Abu Dhabi, in the school's uh, they practice jujitsu. Uh, yes. I, I think that sports education is necessary for every kid. And I, I'm honestly shocked when I hear people that the child doesn't play sports of any kind. Uh, but tell me this. I, uh, for example, I played basketball uh, for mm-hmm. a long time and swimming, I trained swimming. What separates, what separates jujitsu from other? Because in my opinion, there's something different about combat combat martial arts just separates from other sports like that's not same feeling like you're trying to submit someone and get physical with someone instead of trying to put the ball in in the net <laughs> just to say like that what is that separating? Yeah, uh, 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 i can say that 
I train basketball as well, like you. Yeah, we we all train basketball. I don't know is there anyone who didn't train yeah. basketball here. Yes, I I was uh, into the basketball for ten years, and then I quit and I start to play only behind in my behind my uh, building. So with yeah. with your own crew, you know how it's going inside yeah. of your own part in your neighborhood. So after that, I got into the martial art. And I can say that in basketball, it's a group sport. So it's a team sport. And jiu-jitsu is an individual sport. So within the group sport, you rely, you're depending on your teammates. So if they bring, if they give you the ball, you can score. And at, at, at the end of the game, everybody say, ah, that guy scored 10 points. That guy scored 20 and you score zero. But maybe you're not that bad just nobody wants to give you the ball or yeah. they don't want assist. They don't want to push. And there is always somebody who is pushed, you know, like to be in the first place. So their par- their parents has more money. So they invest privilege to the coach, push him. They give him privilege, some kind of privilege. And here in Jiu-Jitsu and in Judo and martial arts, that privilege is... It's the, it's it's melting. I can say it's it's melting because yeah. I can give privilege to somebody, but if somebody, if another person is better than him or her, when they get I on the mat, say, it's all the same. Like we are all the same. Yeah. You can be president. You can be I don't know. You can be famous actor. You can be a teacher from another martial art. You can be politician. You can be Name it. Whatever. When you put your gear on, we are all the same on the mats. So, also, which, which, uh, also, one thing I can, I will point on is that in jiu-jitsu you rely on yourself and you depend on yourself. And the most important thing in jiu-jitsu, you depend on your knowledge, mm. and that thing is reflecting on all your life because you realize. That in all aspects of your life, you are relying and you are depending and you value how much you know. So yeah. that is for me the most important thing. That's why I said jujitsu, it's not necessary for jujitsu to be the only one thing in your life because everyone came in the gym to be great champions. And when they did not succeed, they got depressed, they got bored, and they leave jiu-jitsu and they leave sport. No, that's not the point. The point is that jiu-jitsu, it's not necessary to be the only, the only one thing in your life, but for sure, it will be the tool which will improve your life in all aspects. So this is what I just said about knowledge also. Yeah. Uh, well, uh... That's I agree with you on that part, and I generally thought that uh, single sports are easier, for example, than group sports. Because at the end of the day, like your team maybe played bad and you played good, and you can sort of say blame it on them. But when you're in there solo, it's all on you. And I think there you teach responsibility, responsibility about yourself, and I think that's priceless for any kid. Uh, but on top of that, I agree. Mm-hmm. On top of that, like uh, when you and I spoke on the phone, and I, I met, I didn't meet 
a much of people who practice jiu-jitsu. My cousin in Switzerland practices it and he swears by it, definitely. And of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. people on the internet that I follow, like Lex Friedman and Joe Rogan, all swear by jiu-jitsu. Uh, yeah, it's totally different sphere of sports and it's totally different from any kind i, I cannot explain it you must try yeah <laughs> for sure and then you will see the community the helping to each other so you will be the part of the team so whenever somebody took some medal make some uh, i can make some huge how can i result you you can always say yeah i trained with him and you uh, help him to get there as well. Doesn't matter if he smash you or he make points or he tap you out. You were part of the way of that guy who win. So you can say, yeah, I trained with this guy. I know him. You know, it's it's nice. It's it's not like any other sport which I trained till now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but sorry, I... No, no, no. It's you. all right. It's all right. Uh, but I want to ask you on that part. Like you are... You are a teacher as well as a competitor now because you uh, you opened the Pitbull yeah. Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, mm-hmm. What is the... I, I guess you have uh, young kids coming. Is that right? Uh, uh, in your classes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I teach also class for the kids from 5 to, let's say, 10, yeah. and 11 years old. Like this, something like this. What is the... What is the response from parents in that regard how do uh how do you like i think a lot of people have misconception about martial arts that is just the violence uh how do Look, you uh, mis- how do you well, deal with that and how was the response from the parents of the kids that you uh, uh taught the jujitsu and that are coming to your classes uh for me the most important thing is that kids are happy so that is important. So they should love coming to train. They should uh, be impatient to come, which actually is happening now in my gym. Uh, and I'm responsible yeah, for that, obviously. Good for uh, that. Yeah. So my way is teach them through play. So I don't want to push them too much because they are kids i don't want to push them too much in a competitive way which happens in many gym so competition competition compete 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 they are kids they they didn't grow up and you already push them to the pressure so by my opinion they will develop more there are many ways to teach them through play and how you teach is different style of teaching for younger and a little bit older kids and older and but the most important thing as i said is for them to be happy to play to enjoy my uh, idea also is to teach them something more than jiu-jitsu is and that is like going outside soon i will organize some uh, hiking close to my city nice. to show, show them nature because again the jiu-jitsu is not the only thing in this world there is many things but you need to have you need to know how to defend yourself how to use that knowledge when you need and also uh i must 
create, how can I say stable? And how can I find, I, I cannot find the word, stable and strong citizens in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Boys, or girls, boys or girls. So I need strong mothers, strong fathers who will be good big men and who will improve society generally. Yeah. And that, that is the, the highest point of the philosophy of Jiu-Jitsu. Actually, Jigoro Kano teach about, and he spoke a lot of about this. I, I read his book and I, and I agree. And that, that, that is the actually interesting point uh, of the martial arts generally. So you need to play with them. You need to teach through play and you need to teach them to fight, but not to be uncomfortable. They should be in a comfortable side. And I don't like to push them with the competition too much also. That, that, that's the thing. Uh, something, again, interesting that you mentioned there is uh, you want to create good citizens, strong citizens. Uh, something, yeah. something my cousin from Switzerland said, which is it maybe it's kind of funny and not to be taken too much seriously, but he said, uh, I haven't met a person who practiced jujitsu that was essentially a bad person. <laughs> Would you agree with that? Uh, um, it's kind of no, funnily. I, 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 yeah, yeah, no, I, I know which belt he is. Uh, I, think, I think he's brown. Yeah. I'm not sure. Brown, ah, yeah. Yeah, but there are different people people are yeah. people you can find good people bad people always is uh, this this kind of separation good bad and yeah. there are bad people in jiu jitsu also yeah yeah uh, uh, I, 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 I i will not i don't agree you know like in every sport you have somebody who is good you have somebody who is bad you have somebody who wants to make something for a higher purpose you want somebody who is there is somebody who is more material there is somebody who is more spiritual but you know it's on me like a teacher like a for sure role model to show them that they should be healthy they should implement any kind of sport i don't want i don't need them for all their life to train jiu-jitsu any kind of sport to create a habit stable good parents, good workers, and we will have a good society for sure. Uh, yeah, do you think the jujitsu, from what I understood listening to you right now from this conversation, is jujitsu like a pillar, like something that you can always mentally lean on, uh, something that will put you in the right place when your mind isn't in the right place, you know, something that keeps you in check, so to speak. Ah, for sure, for sure, for sure, it will, yeah, for sure it is. Uh, whenever you get overstressed, when you have, for me, it works like this, and I heard many stories the same. You just go to gym, you just put your gi on, doesn't matter how tough your life hits you, you just go to jiu-jitsu, you just go. Yeah. And when you enter and when you start to spar, you are inside of the sparring and you are inside of the uh, techniques and roles and you forgot everything. And then you got released, mental, physical, any kind, name it. So that is one way also to fight and deal with life and everything, good and bad, which is coming 
Yeah. So it happens for me. I it happened. It happened for for me, and I went through those phases as well. I think also, yeah, I agree with you. Definitely, you can rely on jujitsu every time. You can call your friend. Even even you can buy some mats. Call him. Let's go somewhere. If it's nice outside, let's go. Let's spar in the nature. Let's go to the sea. And also, you will you will get more socialized inside yeah. of the gym. You will meet different kind of people. You're not alone. Always, you can find somebody to hook up, and that's it. Uh, yeah. Uh, right now, I want to ask you. You are a competitor, and you've been successful competitor again mm -hmm. in uh, jujitsu, and you are teacher. Yeah, so, and yeah. you are teacher now. Uh, which yes. accomplishments do you rate higher? If you are rating them at all, I mean, do you rate your accomplishments as a competitor or accomplishments as a teacher? Let's say, I mean, when I say accomplishments as a teacher, accomplishments of your students, do you rate them higher or is this higher on your sort of marking? Uh, which one are you prouder, so to speak? I'm, I'm more prouder of my students' success, to be honest. I like Of course, everybody like likes, everyone, like everyone, to win medals, win first place. Okay, I like, but for me now the most important thing is uh, my academy and my students. And I'm more proud on my last success, or not mine, sorry, on our last success because they fought and I taught them how to do it, and I helped them, and we succeed to to make. Very nice result for only six months of training in uh, AGP Bosnia. We took 11 medals, so do not speak now about it. But I'm, I'm very proud and I will put more uh, results. I will put in front results of the academy of the students beside mine. Def definitely, definitely, because I enjoy more. And in the future, I think I, I will compete less. Yeah, because to, to be honest, it's very tough to corner and to compete in the same day. You are drained and, and energetically drained out totally, 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 totally. It's exhausting, really. All right. Uh, last question uh, I have for you. Yeah. I enjoy this very much. But last question, and uh, I want to kind of make on this show this uh, a tradition. Uh, I want to mm -hmm. ask you, what is your goal for the future? Uh, I think goals and ideals generally define us as people. So what is your goal as a person or maybe as jiu-jitsu instructor? What is your goal in the next, say, five, ten years? My goal in the next five to ten years is to build up a strong academy. Uh, what I mean strong is to be, let's say, first in this part of the world, to create some world-class athletes also, to bond more with the jiu-jitsu community here on the Balkan, uh, connect also, use some of my connections and bond with the UIA and Brazilians, my friends from Brazil from there and my my coach, main coach, Mesh Dabita as well. So to learn more jujitsu, to study more jujitsu, 
as I as I told you to to introduce jujitsu to to many kids here and to teach them more about jujitsu and life generally. So I think my life call is to be a teacher, and I have it in my family. So definitely, I will. I will. Uh, how can I say? I will. I will put myself more into it. No, not more fully into it. I will give myself to the to 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 it totally. So the Montenegro is big. For example, north of Montenegro, there is not any any jiu-jitsu academy south there market to be few. taken but let's I, i'm not looking at the market i'm looking like a part of okay market i need some funds to obviously leave, yeah for sure hey, everyone everybody but it can be developed more you know to, to yeah. bring more people in, inside of the sports is better than to be on the streets and on the bad places and spots so that's my goal, five to six years to be a strong academy, well recognized within the world as well, not only here, Montenegro and Balkans, within the world. And I think it's going to happen because it's not impossible. Everything, we have everything what we need here. We will need just a little bit support, financial support, but I think it's going to be good and it's going to come and that's it. I think that's a fine goal. I think that's ambitious goal. And I like that uh, about you, that you, you're sounding ambitious. And I think that's good. And I think that's a really fine goal. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that was our uh, discussion with uh, Davor Markovic. Uh, I had a great time. I hope he did too. Stay tuned because the predictions for the UFC 273 are coming uh, up next. Davor, thank you again very much. And I hope to visit Pitbull Jiu-Jitsu when I'm uh, in the capital when, next time. Whenever whenever you are come, you are more welcome. Call me. You have a contact phone on the website. You can find us very easy. So I will be pleased to host you here. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it. That's it. Bye. Us. Bye. And ladies and gentlemen, that was our interview with Davor Marković. Hope you enjoyed. But now, predictions for the one of the, I mean, the greatest event by the card uh, since the year started, definitely, UFC 273. Everybody's excited, of course, for the top three fights on the card. We have a people's main event. We have a real main event. And we have a, a year-long rivalry coming to an end so it's quite interesting uh, unfortunately the card suffered a little bit because of uh, Gastelum uh, being injured and he, his, his opponents being injured so I was kind of sad not to see Gastelum but it's all right you know card is still a rock solid uh, but before the three main fights so to speak uh, as far as I understood the Rosenstrike uh, is gonna be in the main event like the opening fight and uh, to be honest i don't know uh if it's confirmed i just read it in the time of uh this recording uh i think he picks up the victory there uh probably defending the takedowns and landing the big shot uh, you know i'm kind of a fan of him so i hope he gets back on the winning tracks again uh 
as far as the Dern McKinsey uh, goes in her fight versus Torres, uh, I think that's the Torres uh, with her high volume striking. Uh, and of course, talking about the people's main event, Hamzat Borz Chimaev versus uh, Gilbert Durinho Burns. Uh, now, everybody is picking Hamzat, and I think that's justified. And, and there are people, like, logical. Like, this guy had four fights in the UFC, hasn't fought top ten. Why is he such a heavy, heavy favorite against the veteran in Gilbert Durinho Burns? I don't know. Just something about Hamzat is so reckoning. I mean, one punch in four fights. Can you believe that? Why he wouldn't be a favorite? That's amazing. Even against the biggest cans in this world. And Li Jingliang isn't a can by any means. Gerald Mershot, not as well. If he didn't receive one freaking punch in four, or, or just one, I thought, I think, in four fights in the UFC, what do you think? I mean, guy has to be a favorite with amazing striking, powerful hands, and definitely a S-ranked uh, ground game. But I'm interested in this fight going to the ground because I think uh, on the feet, even if Durinho has quick hands, I think it's not the match for Chimaev who has such a big power in his hands. And I think Durinho has been cracked before and he can be cracked again. And with that kind of power uh, from Boris, Definitely. So I'm interested more in seeing this fight on the ground because Dorino's jiu-jitsu is second only to the lightweight king uh, in, the, in the whole UFC. So pretty excited for this one. I'm picking boards. I'm picking boards and I'm picking him in the first round. I'm going to be crazy here. I'm picking him in the first round. And if it goes, I'm, I'm happy to be wrong, just to understand, because I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Dorino. So let's see. But I'm picking boards. People's main events. Everybody is excited for this one. As far as the co-main with uh, Sterling and Jan, I mean, it's a classic. Uh, people have been ridiculing Aljo for a whole year. And I think many of the people, like, I don't, listen. Uh, did he act or he didn't act? I don't know. But I sure as hell know if you receive a knee in the face from Piotr Jan, you're not getting up that easily, all right? So, and uh, people forget that Aljo, I mean, I'm a huge fan of Bantamweight division. I probably lacked on some other divisions to follow, but I always followed Bantamweight division. I was a huge fan. Aljo is good. He is good. That Piotr made him look like an almost an amateur in some of the rounds um, and took him down multiple times in the first fight. That's amazing. But that's not the, the scrutiny on Aljo. He's good. Let's see. I think... Because we have a three major underdogs in Zombie and Durinho and Aljo. I think one of them at least can pull off the upset. And I think, honestly, I'm crazy here, but I think Aljo can pull off the upset. I am picking Piotr because I love the guy. Amazing striking, genuine takedown defense, uh, just all-arounder guy. And starts a little bit slow, but so analytic and so fun to watch. Picking Jan. But don't be surprised. I know it sounds crazy if Aljo pulls this one off. As far as the main event, which I think he's the biggest underdog by the betting. Uh, Zombie is the biggest. I think it's even minus 500, uh, his betting odds. Listen, Vol Volk is a machine. I, like, 
not the biggest fan of him. Like, I didn't root for him, say, against Max Holloway. I root for Max, and I rooted for Brian T.C.D. Ortega. But Walk is amazing. He he reminds me, like, he looks like those old-school brawlers. And this is just so tough. Amazing. Definitely amazing guy. All, I think... And I think only Max can stand up to him, but I don't want to count out Zombie because Zombie has a much, much improved striking and definitely a ground game not to be uh, dismissed. So, And Henry Cejudo in the corner. So check that one out. Uh, Cejudo is dangerous when he is in the corner of fighter. We saw what he did with Figi and we saw what he did with Zheng, even though she lost that fight, which I don't think she lost actually. So very exciting main event. I am picking Volk. I'm I'm going with the favorites here. You understand? Because they're such a huge favorite. But honestly, I think even Zombie can pull this one off. So don't discount Zombie. But look out for Volk. I think th- th- this guy is going to be one hell of a heavy task for anyone that uh, comes in front of him. So that's about it. UFC 273. Amazing event awaits us. Ladies and gentlemen, we're out. You are locked and loaded to make your bets and stay tuned for more.